And then I'm gonna get a cocktail, vodka and ginger ale. Yeah, I'm gonna smoke a cigarette that's nine miles long. I'm gonna kiss that pretty girl on the tilt of the world. Cause this old man is going to town. That is when I get to heaven from John Prine. And it is the very last track on his very last album, The Tree of Forgiveness. John Prine passed away yesterday. He is the latest celebrity victim of this COVID-19. It is April 8th today, and we are all in the throes of this COVID-19, in this lockdown. And it is a challenging time. It is for me. It is for many people. But uh, I wanted to do something a little different today. Uh, I'm Nathan Webb. This is the Project of Now podcast. I, unfortunately, I am not joined by Sabina today. She had a prior engagement. But uh, I was able to talk with uh, Barry Murphy yesterday. He was our very last guest we had on back in January. This, of course, is a virtual interview. We, um, we haven't done virtual interviews before, only because we wanted to be able to control the audio quality. But, uh, of course, uh, that is our only option right now. I thought Barry would be the perfect guest to talk about how to stay positive during this time. Uh, Barry is all about change, embracing change. And um, I think uh, we can use this time as a time of reflection and contemplation. And uh, I really enjoyed this conversation. So, Barry, welcome back. Thank you, Nathan. Yeah, I, uh, I'm glad to be back. And you're doing okay in your lockdown, I assume. Yeah, well, I'm fresh out of official post-Mexico quarantine and into pretty much normal quarantine anyway, because everything closed. So, yeah. So now you can at least go to the grocery store and get food. I can go to the grocery store, leave a specific distance between me and the person in front of me, and try not to touch the cashier's hand and tap to pay only. Yes, I can do that. <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh, it's interesting times, man. One one month ago, or just over a month ago, uh, my wife and I were out for my birthday dinner at a hipster restaurant here in town. Uh, nice. Expensive, uh, you know, and uh, it's just hard to believe how fast this has. Our world has changed in a matter of weeks. It yeah. is crazy. We were we were also supposed to go on vacation at the end of March. Um, and of course, that was, uh, that was canceled. Yeah. But uh, tell me, Barry, how uh, you're with your what you do. You're about professional. You're about personal development. Uh, you're a coach. Yeah. How has uh, how has this affected you for these past three weeks? Well, I'm 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 in there with a lot of people, you know, who've been significantly impacted. I do a lot of like business consulting and presentations, and, and obviously, most things are going to be done face to face. People, it, it just works better. Uh, you can do things like this, like we're doing now, which is great, but it's not the same as group no. people in a room delivering a talk or a presentation. So. The majority of the, the works I had planned have all been postponed, uh, you know, until further notice because we really just don't know how long this is going to go on. Um, uh, but at the same token, obviously, a lot of people are frightened and afraid. And, you know, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's really changed my business perspective. And like you, I'm reflecting a lot at the moment, too, on 
I, I have to. I don't know how long my day-to-day business will change for. Like it might be three months, it could be six months, it could be next year because guaranteed once companies do come out of this and we try and get back to normal, you know, everybody's going to be in the red. They're all going to be struggling because profitability is not the same when, when, you, when businesses aren't open or closed. And unfortunately, when times like that uh, are in the economy, it's survival mode. So companies mm-hmm. are like, okay, we need to claw back some profits, get back to business and training and self-growth. All those things kind of take a back seat because the, you know, the survival instinct is best. We need to make sure we, you know, paying the bills, paying the employees, provide for our clients. Then let's get back to that. How do we become a better business? How do we become a better person, professional? That's not something that's life or death right now, which is understandable. So for me, even, you know, I'm really reflecting on, okay, how, what, what am I learning from this whole thing? What can, what can I adapt for, change for, like not just personally, but professionally as well? So it's definitely impacted me. Uh, not as much as some people, like I've got friends who are, Unemployed, like they've got no work, no clients, no nothing. Like certain industries are just shut down, right? So I'm not one for complaining. It's just it shows that, you know, everybody is affected in some way, shape or form, right? Everybody. Everyone is. Yeah, absolutely. No, it, uh, it's, it's insane. Like it really is. It's just unprecedented. You know, we've never had to go through anything like this in our lifetimes. No. it is just so surreal. I, uh, I still think it's just some sort of dream that yeah. uh, we'll all collectively wake up from hopefully soon. I mean, my, I, I do have the, this hope that'll, <laughs> that'll end as fast as it began. Um, who knows? Maybe a me month. Me too. Me too. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping maybe, for that too. <laughs> maybe two months. Uh, but you know, one thing that, what I've really focused on myself, and it's been three weeks for me now, three weeks today that I've been in this this lockdown, only leaving to go get groceries, basically the only thing I'm doing. And I focused, I've been focusing on three things, uh, sleep, health, what I eat, exercise, and just trying to stay healthy. Because I, yeah. I think that's really what we all have to do right now. Um, one thing that is, it is great is I get eight hours of sleep a night. <laughs> this is different. Like I have, yeah. time, I have time to go to bed. I, I'm trying not to, to sleep in. I'm trying to get up at my normal time. I would get up to go to work. I might sleep in an extra half hour, but I don't want to look at this as just a free for all of like a vacation. Cause it's not, I am working. I, I do have, I'm very blessed. I have the capacity to work to work from home. Of course, yeah. I'm, I'm not as busy. Like I'm definitely not, not, uh, clocking in the same amount of hours that I normally would, but, um, but I am very blessed that I, that I'm still employed and that could yeah. change. That could easily change. And I, I, you know, I've prepared myself that if this does change, um, you know, how will I react? I've never really had to worry yeah. about layoffs in what I do. And, um, you know, of course I'm giving it some thought, like I think we all should. Uh, but one yeah. thing, one thing that I, that I, that I do know is I am not my job. My job is not, doesn't define me who I am. Uh, if I do lose it, it will suck, but yeah. you know, I won't, I won't, uh, it won't define, it doesn't define yeah. who I am. So I won't be stuck in some depression about losing it. I will no. just find something else. 
and, uh, and make the best of it that I can. And, um, I think one thing we're all going to have to do is be willing to adapt. And this could be a pivotal moment for all of us. Like it could be, it might, maybe it'll be over in a month. I don't know when things will go back to normal, but it could be a pivotal moment in, in our way of life and where our values lie. And that might not be a bad thing. Um, we are all so focused on, on the day to day grind. We're also focused on, you know, taking the kids to events, on just being busy. We've, we we're always told yeah. we've got to be busy. We've got to be productive. And this really has made us all, I think, take, especially those of us that have the luxury of staying home. Of course, yeah. you know, any, anybody who's in an essential business right now, God bless them. Like, you know, the nurses, the doctors, even the, yeah. even the grocery store workers, yeah. God bless them. Cause they're, you know, they're, yeah. they're keeping this, this, you know, our, our civilization going basically. And, um, and, you know, they probably are busy and, and, and they probably don't have this time for reflection, but those of us that are blessed enough to have it, um, you know, I, I really think it's important that we, we, we think about how we, how we, how we move forward. Yeah. You know, yeah. Where, where our, where our, our values really lie. Um, what, one of the things I've been giving a lot of thought to is, is, we all expect, and it's been like this since since the baby boomers. Every generation should have a better quality of life than the one before it, and we equate yeah. that we equate that better quality of life to stuff, bigger houses. Houses are three times the size they were in the 1950s and 60s. More cars, faster. Yeah. We equate success to stuff, and that's not. Where I think success is, success is you know who loves you and your family and being a good person and and having just an enjoyable quality of life, and I think this could mean we actually take a step backwards in in our expectations of what our future could be, whether that means we 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 do more with less, um, and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, uh, you know. No. Do we need a new car every three years? Do we need to buy a bigger house every 10 years? Probably not. No, and and I agree. I think, I mean, again, we know there's a lot of negative things, you know, unfortunately loss of life, like excluding the fact that we know those things are terrible from this and we're not trying to imply that they're not. Yeah. And, like, if you accept that up front and you say, you know what, let's just remove that from the conversation and the equation. Like, if we exclude that, if you look at this now, I see with my own family, I've got three young kids, and I see from me, be friends and, and people I know, it's almost as if we've gone back a generation or two to the way it used to be, whereby we don't have this disposable life that we have now, right? Everybody now is like, buy it, break, throw it away, buy a new one, yeah. right? Oh, it's ripped, buy a new pair. Oh, this is looking a bit crappy now, get another one, right? And... At times like these, people are like, oh no, no, we can't buy a new one of them. Now we're gonna we're gonna figure out a workaround, or we're gonna fix it, or we're just not gonna have it no more, right? Whereby we haven't seen that. Like that's not been something, you know. That you go back to your grandparents; they were in the war, right? They went through the the shittiest of shitty times, like split up, lost, lost people, lost friends. We have heard the stories. But this is like our generation's taste, like minute taste of restriction 
and we're all astonished by it, but <laughs> compared to what they went through, it's nothing. But right. I think what we're finally getting is, you know, quality time. You're eating your dinners at the same time. You're sitting around the table. You're making one meal for everyone because it's cheaper and it's more, you know, well, we're not waiting. I'm not making you this, you this, and you that. No, no, no. We can't buy that stuff. The store hasn't got it. We've only got this. So it's it's kind of dragging us back to give us a little taste of what it was like for them, you know, and, and more family virtues. We're not soccer practice, gym, or we've got dance. We're not, like, just run ragged. Like, we're actually together, and we're still happy. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's times when you, <laughs> you might be driving each other nuts. But the truth is... It's it's teaching, in my opinion. It's giving us a taste of like the things we take for granted. Like, look, there is a life without them. They're not nobody. Like, you know, it's hilarious that there was a panic about toilet roll. Oh, like, God, toilet yes. paper was like no one gave a shit about Louis Vuitton purses. No one was worried about the BMW. No one was worried about a new Rolex. Not no one cared about that. What did we worry about? Toilet paper, right? That sums everything up when life's priority is toilet paper, right? So, like, it, it kind of gave the world a wake-up call to, like, look, when there's real trouble, all the stuff that you just talked about, no one cares about anymore. It's not a priority no more. It's, it goes back to the old Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's your health. It's, you know, the roof over your head, and it's food on the table. Like, it's, it's back to basics, right? And we're surviving. We're okay, right? Okay, yeah, we know some people are in the worst predicaments. Some cities are in the worst predicaments. But ultimately, you know, it's, it, there, is, there are going to be lessons learned from this. And, and some of them will be good, whether or not, again, not trying to outweigh the bad, but they, they, they will be. They have to be. I can see it myself, like, instantly, like, you know, you talk about, oh, we're going on vacation. We're going away. I want to buy this. I want to. All that's gone. Doesn't matter. Yep. It doesn't affect love, right? It doesn't affect how much I love my wife or my kids. It doesn't affect how, in fact, the bonds with friendships sometimes are even better because people are calling and like, yep. like messaging, like you're checking in on people that previously you didn't, right? Like it, the community, like our friends when we were on quarantine coming home from Mexico, like literally in the garage leaving us food, like, the, like, just people were doing what 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 old school communities did. Like like I I always grew up with stories in England of like you know street parties and everybody knows each other and it's and you're saying about well, house size. Like we grew up in tiny houses compared to here in Canada. Like tiny and it's like you know it, we just get so accustomed to needing this and this and this and it's like you don't need that. You, you, you just don't, right? That's that's convenient and comfortable and lovely, but you don't bloody need it. So don't try and convince me you do. And at times like this, it makes us realize, no, what's important? The people I love, we help, they help, and we've got food, we've got water, and toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> well, you bring up a good point, and especially about keeping in touch with people. We, I, me and my wife have, uh, you know, standing dates every week with friends, with family. I'm actually talking to my family yeah. more than I, than I would normally. Cause I actually, yeah. I have this time. And every Saturday yeah. evening, we do a Skype call with my family and some other friends. And, you know, we have a few drinks and it yeah. lasts a couple hours. And, you right. know, it's, it's, it's great. It's entertaining. And we all, we all keep in touch that way. So that, that too is. Yeah. 
we have this amazing technology where we can still stay in touch without being together in a room. And that is truly, yeah. we're truly blessed with that. And you're exactly right about not making light of, 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 of this current situation. Cause I completely agree there. This is going to be, this is going to be very hard for a lot of people and people are going to have to feel that, you know, and it, it's, it could be for me. It could be for you. Like we, I, I don't know yet, but it could be, yeah, it, yeah you know, it, it could be devastating to us. And, uh, I think how we choose to move forward in it and not feel like a victim and not blame, yeah. you know, not, not, not have this blame mentality. Oh my God, this goddamn coronavirus and, and, yeah. uh, and, and blame it for all our woes. Like I think we, uh, I think we we can we can evaluate what's priority, what's important, and if you can adapt and move forward and yeah. realize that you know um, there could be some opportunities out of this. A hundred percent. For me, it, it, in my daily routine, I I've been able to do some meditation every day. I've been able to exercise every day. Um, I, I've been able to eat healthy for the most part. I, I still have the occasional treat, but, um, I'm not using this time to sit around and just watch Netflix and no. drink my sorrows no. away, which I'm not judging. No. If that's how you have to cope with this, so be it. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Eat your own, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but for, for me, I'm choosing to, uh, to use this, um, uh, there's a, there's an author, I think his name's Robert Green, and he talks about alive time versus dead time. And basically, you know, alive time is, 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 and you talk about this with your courage to change program, spending your time in a, in a way that, yeah. that's, that's, you, you're, you're growing and you're, you're doing something. And dead time, of course, is doing nothing, yeah. feeling right. sorry for yourself and sitting around. And I mean, there's a time yeah. for that. Of course there is. And we have a lot more time for both of that right now. And, uh, and God knows yeah. I've, watched, I've watched a ton of Netflix myself, but I've also, I've also been able to prioritize some time to just really, really give to me, which has, uh, which yeah, is. Yeah, I've done kind of similar and in a, in a different light for me too. So I come back, I did a lot of personal development work early in the mornings when I was in Mexico. I'd get up, I was dissecting this guy who I really, like, have a ton of respect for. Like, he's, he's passed away now. And I, I went through a lot of his stuff, really, because he, he kind of relates to me. And then I come back and everything's changed. And I've kind of come full circle, too. So, I've basically, I've turned off all of my social media, turned off all of my stuff that I would normally be highly involved in. And I'm like, I'm going to take this time to really focus on, you know, where I'm going, what I'm doing, and not get distracted, not get caught up in the news, not get caught up in the 50 million WhatsApp chats and videos. And, the, like, I've come across something that I'm, I'm looking at now, like a course online, and I'm like, you know what? This feels like the perfect time for me to do something and build something. And by the time we come out of this, I've, it's almost – indirectly benefited me if that makes any weird sense because of oh yeah i've chosen to leverage it and really you know do something that i just wouldn't have been able to do if my kids were at school if i was driving here and there if i was in normal client i wouldn't i wouldn't have been able to do it right and and as much as it's not ideal and, and yet there's still stresses and concerns in my life i'm like you know what i'm gonna go all in because I've got no excuse. I've got nowhere to be. I've got no significance. I've got not, I'm not dropping people off at gymnastics or 
I don't have to go, like, all that's gone. So I'm still getting up early, but I'm really focusing in on taking this in another direction so that by the time the dust settles, I can at least say to myself, well, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm almost now better off for, from this six months or five months down the line because it gave me a chance to really step back, take a look at everything and say, you know what? Now I need to pivot and go this way. Like this is, you know, it's, it's teaching you that, 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 that lesson, right? As opposed to feeling sorry for yourself and maybe being like, well, this is totally balls up my life job. You know, it's, I'm, I'm a huge believer, as you know, in, in perspective. Like life is all perspective. It's, People like to think it's about a lot of different things. It ultimately, if it boils down to one thing, it boils down to perspective. This happens. You think it's awesome. I think it sucks, which means my life sucks and your life's awesome because of perspective, right? And this is the point in time now whereby people need to look at this and say, okay, instead of complaining because it's happened, how do we look to the future and say, if this happens again, because with globalization, Let's be honest, it probably bloody is going to happen again. Something's going to happen, right? How do I, A, take something away from this and apply it to just my normal life? And how do we better prepare? Like how many people have no savings, have got maxed out credit cards and all these different things because they assume that the job's always going to be there, the economy's always going to be there. Like the government has done a really good job and banks and everyone are deferring payments, giving out loans, doing all these different things. But ultimately, right now, if you or I had a ton of money saved up because, you know, we're kind of like, like our grandparents save for the rainy day because you never know, right? I can guarantee you most people don't have that. And the biggest stress in people's lives right now, excluding toilet paper, <laughs> is money. Right? It's, it's like, you know, well, what if the, what if the money runs out because I'm on AI or I can't afford yeah. this? And I, I, I just think it's going to make everybody step back and think, how much money have I wasted on disposable, like, groceries? What a cheap, like, you know, how much am I eating out? How much am I buying stuff that's convenient rather than making a real meal? How much am I, when am I buying new clothes? Like, people are really going to look at all this stuff and think, We've just managed to get by on a third of our budget for three months. If we did that all year long, we could take X months off the mortgage, which is X yep. months plus the retirement. We could take an extra vacation. We, like, there's so many things that they could do with that money. And it's, I think a lot of people are going to be like, whoa, like we just slipped into the, the disposable life and the convenient life. And now, I think it gives people the opportunity to look and think, like, basically, shit, I, we really need to wake up. There's so many things that we could be doing. No, I'm not saying you're going to live like this forever. I don't agree with that either. But, but there's a balance, right? There's a blend in there somewhere where you can say, when everything picks back up to normal, maybe we'll spend half of what we used to spend, but that other bit, maybe we're going to put it for the rainy day. Maybe we're going to put it together for that vacation that we think we can't afford, but now we realize we can't because we're wasting money on what we deem as being important, which kind of isn't, right? Yeah, no. I know. I'll, I'll tell you a little story. So my uh, when uh, 20 years ago, my wife and I bought our first house, and it was from a from an aunt of my wife's that passed away. We bought the house from the estate, and um, we we agreed to go help clean out all her stuff. And of course, she grew up in the depression. 
we must have found about three thousand dollars worth of cash in that house. <laughs> you know, she, she had she had money available in her house in case she needed. Yeah. And it just because yeah. it's that mentality. And we, of course, have no sense of that. I have no money in no. my house. I think no. I might have some centennial loony or coin or something. But that's it. <laughs> if somebody asks yeah. me to, yeah. find, uh, to, to, to find, to scrounge up $60 cash without going to a cash machine, yeah. possible. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, yeah. I think there are some, there are some definitely some lessons there. One thing I, I, I just did, and this is something I've never done in my whole life, is I was at the grocery store on Monday, or uh, on Sunday, I guess it was, and they had the seeds out, the seeds for planting a garden. I bought some. I've never bought yeah. seeds in my life. Yeah. Thought, you know, I am going to plant a small garden in my backyard. There's no reason why I shouldn't. Yeah. I'm going to grow some green beans, some broccoli, just grow some of my own vegetables. Because, uh, you know, I think, yeah. I think you know, that's, it's important that we do that. We take for granted that that stuff's going to be at the grocery store. And it probably will be. Yeah. Like, I'm, not, I'm not too worried about us running out of food. But just the fact that we can we can make these choices to be a little bit more, a little bit more yeah and reliant on ourselves and i think we can all, all do that and uh, i'm not going to hoard cash in my house but uh but bring <laughs> I mean, we've, we've been told for years by financial experts, always have, you know, two or three months worth of cash saved. Yeah. Just so you can, just so, you know, when you do lose your job, you're not, you're not desperate, desperate a week later. Uh, you're not desperate yeah. later. You can wait until some sort of assistance comes in. And that is a very good lesson, I think. Well, I think a lot of it as well these days is kind of, you know, you go back generations back and you were kind of like a, a man and a woman and a husband and a wife, like in your early 20s. Like that was the norm. Like, you know, you, you work, you raise a family. And I feel like, you know, nowadays it's all been pushed back by a decade or so. Like now it's no big deal to be in your 30s and not married or just get married or whatever it is. And I think what we don't realize is that with all that kind of comes the, the, the whole, like, people really want to do so much more. So way back when, it was you need to get the home, that family, that security, you know, provide. Now it's kind of like, well, I want to travel around the world and do tons of shit because I want to live and, and enjoy it, and that's fine. But the difference is now we end up in a predicament whereby we feel like we have to have certain things, or we need to have this type of car, this type of job. We need to go on this vacation. Yep. Like the social stigma to what we should be doing, and most of that, unfortunately, isn't good things. They're not. They're not things that are really of any value or necessity. But we feel as though we have to do them, and it, it, it's 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 kind of like I always use the example when I, when I'm coaching or working with people. It's like, okay, well, you finally get a girlfriend. Okay, you got a girlfriend. Okay, you've been together a while. When are you getting engaged? And it's like, oh, we're getting engaged. When are you getting married? And you get married. And like, oh, when are you having a baby? Oh, you have a baby. When are you having another? Oh, when you, and it's like, like people just want to push you through as fast as possible to get to, to, to where, I don't know, like rush you to death, right? Like, oh, we've got to get to that dying point as fast We're as possible. We're all just rushing to death, it right, seems right, like. Right. Yeah, yeah okay. right? And it's like, it's like, slow down a minute here. Who cares if you still live at home with your parents? Who cares if you've got a one-bedroom condo? Who cares if your car's 10 years old? 
None of this shit's important in the real grand scheme of things. It's not important. You said at the beginning, you know, your job doesn't define you. And, and I'm a firm believer of that exact same thing. Like it's the man makes the job, the job doesn't make the man. Or the woman makes the car, the car doesn't make the woman, right? And we were unfortunately so stuck and so socially concerned of what somebody might think that we put ourselves in debt. We stress ourselves out, and and hopefully the likes of this might make us realize, like, you know what? Really, why do I give a fuck what anybody else thinks about me or what I drive or where I am? It's not important. What's important is I'm healthy, me, me loved ones are healthy, and I've got what I need, and, and, I, and I'm a good person, right? It's, it's like all the people on Instagram with millions of followers, a majority of them are people who people look at and look at and they look wonderful, they sound wonderful, Behind the scenes, nobody knows what type of person they are. Like the, the the most beautiful person with all those followers might be beating beating up their wife or the husband when they get home, but everybody loves them because the image looks wonderful, right? It, the substance we forget about the substance, and the substance is what matters. You being who you are is more important than the car you drive, the, the house you've got, or the watch, or the shoes, or the purse. Like that's like it. But somewhere along the line. It's got blared, right? And people start to think that stuff matters. And at times like this, it proves it doesn't. Nobody cares about any of that stuff because it's a luxury, not a necessity. And I think hopefully it's going to pull us away from that. I need to drive that car because that's, that's the ultimate driving machine and I'm the ultimate man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, dude, you could be the biggest freak, weirdo, or loser in the world, but because you're in that car, that makes you awesome. I don't think so, right? Yeah. But like society kind of says it does, and it's like, no, those, those days hopefully are going, right? And people are going to yeah. realize, yeah, that person who I admired didn't care about me. They never rang me. They never texted me. There was no like they, they were they were like, oh, I'm okay. Like, yeah, I don't think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, no, great, great point. And it's well, I've always thought this for a while. I have a lot of faith in the youth because I see I see a different, like even with my own daughter. And I think young people really do prioritize, like they're 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 not into cars. Yeah. Um, lots of people turn 16 and they don't get a license right away. It's oh, I'm going to take Uber and you know I'm going to and do this and not even worry about a car payment. And, um, yeah. and even even houses, you know, you're seeing this move to tiny homes and stuff like this that people are buying because. They know they don't want to pay a mortgage for that's most of their salary for 25 years, and, yeah. uh, and you, could, you could see these things coming. Um, I do think, uh, like like my generation, you're younger than I am, but you know, barely, we are, barely, barely, but we are the ones that that are might have might might kick and fight for yeah. a so-called way of life, and that yeah. that is, I think, we we might have to just step away from that and we might have to be willing to adapt and walk away and i think if if you did if you just bought a house and you are paying some massive mortgage on it and now all of a sudden you do not have a means to pay that i'm sorry and my heart goes out to you but it might be in your best interest just to walk away from it and yeah. and you know mail those keys to the bank and not stress about making that payment anymore yeah. because you know at the end of the day your home doesn't matter it's it's how you feel and it's it's not worth living in a state of fear and stress over no. something that you can't control no. and I, um 
and even with this this virus, like I, you know, I take precautions. I definitely only go out when I need to, but I'm not I'm not in fear of it. Um, you know, I do worry. I do have a 92 year old father in law, and I'm very yeah. careful. You know, I I I. I've, I've gone over to see him only to drop a few things off, but, you know, very careful. Um, I make sure to yeah. wipe handles down. I'm not going anywhere near him. I'm definitely not giving him a hug. Yeah. There's these, yeah. these precautions we, we can take. And, um, you know, I, I think, uh, I think that's, that's the best we can do. And, yeah. uh, you know, not, not just being completely, in fear of what may or may not happen, like you, you just can't live that way. And no, um, no and, and again, the, the fear, the fear part of it too. Nothing. Ultimately, the majority of times, you look back at your own life, and ninety-nine percent of fears never actually materialized. They never happen, right? Yeah. And, 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 and 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 I'll be honest with you, I'm I'm not a news watcher at all, especially with. The way I'm in personal development these days, I don't watch it. But I was kind of, when I was in Mexico, I was pissed because I felt like the, the, the media was just really like working it, right? They're just like, it's perfect for them. It's prime time. There's no sports on the TV. There's right. no one competing with them. Like, and they're just scaring the life out of everyone because it's easy and it keeps viewers on eyeballs on the TV. And I don't think we realize some, sometimes like, just that even that fear is for your body is a bad thing, right? That brings your nervous system down. The cortisol, like like living in any type of fear is not a good thing. And 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 it, they've got a lot to answer for, in my opinion, under the the whole oh we're keeping the public notified. Well, there's there's, there's elements that there's only so far you need to go with that, right? And and it was just like scaring the living daylights out of everyone. And, Hence and, the running toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, which exactly is the point, right? And yeah. it's like, you know, you were talking about the money part, and I think, sadly, I don't see it, you don't see it, but, you know, one of the biggest causes of divorce in the world, you know, is money, right? Yeah. Like, like infidelity yeah. might be number one, but money is often number two, or, or linked even to number one. And there'll be people now because they weren't prepared because they have got big mortgages, visas, or big, you know, vehicles or whatever it is that they've got to pay for. And now families are going to crumble and fall apart too. Relationships at this point in time either go one way or the other. There's no real middle ground. They either get stronger and your family gets stronger, or if there's a crack, it it opens up like a canyon, right? And I think. You know, that's one of the things that you've got to look at yourself. I, I look at my family and I am, you know, me and my wife go for an hour walk every day. We take the dog, we go for a big walk, like, and it's nice. And we would try and do that under normal circumstances and it wouldn't always happen. Now it's happening every day. But I look at other, sadly, other relationships and I don't know any, thank, thankfully, I don't know anyone in it. But there'll be people out there now and the world's going to crumble, not just because of this or the job, but because the relationship was on shaky grounds and now there's money problems and unfortunately, you know, there's, I think when the dust settles, we're going to hear about and see a lot more that we're not even aware of now, right? Because these things aren't making the headlines, but when you look in, you know, six months or 12 months, what the divorce rate was or <laughs> what the this rate was or what, like all of these things that we don't realize are all going to come into play because, 
when times are tough, you know, it's either tough get going or you or you literally get going, right? Like it's exactly. It, yeah. and, it's, and it's all more lessons for us to learn to be like, look, it's not just about having money in the bank. It's not just about, you know, having a smaller home. It's you're putting unnecessary stress and fear and whatever into your relationship, into your family, you know, that your kids might be witnessing these arguments or whatever it is, doesn't need to be there, right? You're the only person, and you've heard me say this, the only person you are in competition with in your life is yourself, mm-hmm. nobody else. And not enough people realize that. We all think that, there's, that we're keeping up with the Joneses or whatever it is. It's utter nonsense. And, and it takes times like this to realize, like, really? Like, why, would, why do we give a shit about what anybody else thinks? They're not helping feed us or clothe us or protect us or put money. Why would I care what somebody else thinks about my car, my clothes, or my house? Because it makes no difference. And, and, exactly. and people need to, hopefully, this will help us realize that that stuff's not important. Like, it's not important at all. Like, it's been, we're sold it through the TV, right? We're sold to drive this, wear this. We're being sold to without even realizing somebody else is telling us what to wear, what to drive, where to live. And the truth is, where are those people now, right? They're hiding at home with their families too. Exactly. (laughs) They're wishing that they didn't have that BMW or Mercedes, that they had toilet paper instead. Right, right. Yes, so, I, you yeah. bring up a good point about, uh, thankfully, I am blessed. Me and my wife are very happy together. So, uh, so this has been fairly yeah. easy for us, even though we do kind of snap at each other, um, every once in a while, yes. <laughs> being, uh, being together so much. But yeah, I couldn't imagine being, being in this lockdown with somebody you can't stand. My God, what a, what a hell. Yeah. And I think you are right. We are going to see. Well, you are going to see an increase in divorce. Yeah, we will. Because people, people who need to leave home, they need yeah. to go and wait. They need, they need to breathe. They need to be apart, or they need to be with their friends, or they, they need that. And now they haven't got it. Yeah. And there's money problems, and there's stresses, and it's just going to blow up, right? Like it's. And it's it's, it's, it's not necessarily a bad thing either, because how many people stay yeah. together? out of convenience as opposed to yep. really truly loving each other. And this will just yep. make people really, uh, really confront these priorities and no, yep. okay, I was stuck three months in uh inside with somebody I can't stand. I'm out of yep. here. You know? Yeah. So, uh, right. It's, it's settling and yep. you might be settling and then they'll wake up in 20 years time and think I've just wasted 20 years of my life being dedicated to someone who, who doesn't respect or love me. So yeah, like it's it, 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 for that exact reason. You're right. It's yeah. there's going to be things that aren't even on our radar right now that are, that are going to come out of this in six months' time, and we're going to be like, wow, yeah, like this yeah. this crazy statistic that no one's even thinking about right now, and people will be like, holy shit, no one even realized that that, that was a prominent thing, right? Yeah. Like no one, you know, and, and I know I know you're a big uh, movie guy and you're a big, I know you, you like the gruesome stuff, right? <laughs> but even even if you look at this, if you want to say, okay, yes, we've already dismissed the fact that, the, you know, there are some very sad things going on and there are some things that, you know, we're, we're not talking about but we're not ignoring and we're not oblivious to. But let's look at this from another way. For a global pandemic, for something the world has never seen before, and how fast it's traveled and how it's totally knocked every country, you know, for six, we now can take this and say to ourselves that if 
this ever happens again with something that had the fatality or death rate of the, the diseases years, centuries gone by, like the plague or like a rabies or like a something that could like wipe out half the planet, at least now with this, and it was bad, um, and there's been bad things that have come from it, no, no doubt, we're not dismissing that, but our governments now have got a real live working example to say, hey, we need warehouses, uh, every location, every prime city stocked with X, Y, and Z, Here's the new procedure. If we catch wind of anything, we shut this down. We do this so that, you know, if this does happen again for some reason, whether it's natural or, sadly, if it's premeditated by some crazy extremist who's now like, wow, look how awesome this is. We can wipe out half the planet with the right whatever delivered in the right way. But they now have got, you know, the perfect test pilot, the, the fair, perfect little, you know, beta trial to say, this didn't work, this was too slow, this we didn't have, like, we we need to be prepared. We need a company that makes face masks or whatever it is that I've got a shelf life of 30 years and we're going to stockpile them there, 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 and there, right? We need to make sure we've got disinfectants that has got a 50-year lifespan and we stockpile it there, there. Like, they, they, they've got no reason now not to be prepared, right? Like, absolutely. Like, I don't know whether we talked about this, but there's a TEDx talk uh, from Bill Gates from 2015, and he predicts exactly what's going on right now. Like, there's, a, there's literally, if, if you haven't seen it, we, we you should post a link to it. I'll, find, I'll send it to you. And he says the biggest that we've got to worry about is basically like a, a pandemic, like an airborne, airborne virus, something that could spread around the world, this fast because of globalization, he literally lays out that this could happen, and it did happen, and we still weren't ready, right? right. So it's kind of like that, you know. I think from this, the government, the military, whoever, whatever, the airlines, all these big key players have got to be able to say, you know what, we can shut this down, and we know we've got enough, you know, long life lifespan, long shelf life products, and this, that, and the other. To, to, to cover us for a year, right? If, if the, yeah. the shit hits the fan, we can lock this country down and we know we've got all of these things, right? There needs to be, like, that has to happen, right? Yeah, no, I, I think you're, I think you bring up an excellent point about the preparedness of, of individuals and of, and of our government. And I do, yeah. I, I see, I see this as, 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 we, globalization has made us rely on so many other countries to get things yeah. done. And I see this as, well, we as Canadians, as Canada, we have to make yeah. shit for ourselves now. And, yeah. and you know, it, it's, it, I don't, I don't know, I don't think this is the end of globalization. I don't. But no. I think it is, it is, it is the, it is rely, making sure that that you can provide as an individual yeah. and as a government and make sure that, you know, that we're not relying on getting these masks from, from yeah. the U S and if they decide yeah. to stop shipment on them, Oh no, we're screwed because we don't yeah. make them ourselves. Right. But yeah. you know, it, it, it shows the, it shows the, the vulnerabilities we have and areas where we can definitely, I think, address and improve. Yeah. And just start making things for ourselves that so we're not so reliant on yeah. on 
all these other countries for the safety of us all. And yeah. uh, I think that that's both on an individual level, meaning as an individual, you have yeah. a safe way that you know if you lose your job you are not screwed a week later and that uh, the government is able to and there are the businesses are able to supply people with what they need but who i mean you never know what's going to happen next it could might not be a pandemic even even businesses right like you know i i was an employer of in in, and i've been a, a manager and employ people I've had my own business. You look at it now, the economy is going to slowly build back up again, right? It isn't going to be, okay, everything's back to normal in five minutes. It, ju- it just isn't, right? No. Things are trickling. This is, again, where having the right attitude, the right work ethic, the right skills, it comes to the forefront again. Because the people who get hired back first, the businesses that get back in operation first, they're bringing back the best people, right? And we kind of got to the point whereby, you know, any Muppets can have a job, any industry, because we just need people, right? Like, oh, dragging them in and giving them titles and jobs because, you know, the, the, the economy was that busy, it didn't matter, right? And this has gone back to almost the recession days whereby now, you know, well, there's limited work and limited resources, so only the best come back into the fold. So all those people now who basically either weren't interested in the job, just saw it as a paycheck and didn't really care, or were unreliable or un, you know, skilled, didn't give a shit, those people are going to suffer, right? And it's and it's it's, it's going to be tough love, but it's going to be a case of well, you know what? Like now the employers are going to be, you know, I barely survived this incident. My business barely held on. I want people back here who are in my corner because I don't have the same workloads. I don't have the same what's what. And I'm not going to bring back. I want, I only want people who will fight in my corner. I'll appreciate them. They'll appreciate me. And you'll see that the whole leadership culture, you'll see all of that stuff really kind of blossom again, right? Like, you know, you know how do people react to this? What are they, what would they willing to do for their employers? What are their employers willing to do for them? All of this will really, you know, these are things that while people are stuck in their homes, you know, are talking about. It's like, well, what did my boss do? Well, what did they say? How did they handle it? What did, do you know what I'm saying? Like, all this stuff will really, it's, it's turning think- the wheel. I think we're going to be a far more efficient workforce. And yeah. you know, I'll, get, I'll get like even, even my own work that has, you know, we have two, two floors in a downtown office building in Edmonton and one floor in a, in a downtown office building in Calgary. We've been able to make, have all our workforce work from home. Yeah. Do we, really, do we really need that space? Do we really need that old way of thinking that we have to have these people in the office from yeah. nine to five? And I think yeah. that this is a huge eye opener that things can still get done. Yeah. They, they don't have, and you know, businesses won't have to pay all this money for, for, for leasing space. And exactly. Working from home. And I know, I know, uh, you know, the, the transition of working from home is, is, is easier for some industries than others. But, uh, but I think, I think it will, I think there will be, there will be, like you said, in, in six months and a year from now, will be this, this time will be studied, will be analyzed, will be happened. What was good? And of course there'll be movies, there'll be books written, there'll be everything coming out and uh and it it really is i mean it really is a, it's 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 a it's a social experiment basically it is, and it's yeah. your conspiracy nut that says this thing was 
was fully engineered, there, there, you know, it could be, it could be to, to see how we as a society react to a complete lockdown. Yeah. Uh, people going to go crazy and buy toilet paper and hoard everything and, and buy guns yeah. or are they going to yeah. stay quiet and very peaceful and, uh, and, you yeah. know, just get on with their lives. So it is, it is interesting. And I, 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 I know there it, it will force and it'll force people to just be more efficient uh, and more reflective and yeah, that'll, yeah. that'll businesses, government individuals. And I think, um, I think it, it, it's, you know, it is a fascinating time and as, as much as the, as much as scary as it is, it really is, it really is interesting to, to be in this time. And yeah, yeah. I have, I have great optimism that, we will come out of this as as stronger in every way, and it gives me a lot of hope and a lot of faith in in the future because I think um, I think things are going to get better. And you know that, like I said, I that may not mean better in the sense that we've been accustomed to what means better, and that's yeah, yeah. stuff that's materialism. It just means a happier happier people and productive people and people doing things that they find important and that they yeah, have yeah. value in and saying, I'm not just going to, you know, be a, I'm not just going to live my life in this way. That's that, you know, on autopilot it's, you know, and, that, and that's why I'm, I'm, it's awesome that you're, you're looking at taking some online stuff. I think I've been looking at yeah, it too. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think, I think this is the perfect time. Take some online development stuff, of courses, yeah, whatever yeah. you can. If you want to learn a new skill, God, this this is the time to do 100%. it because we all we all have time now, and yeah. it's 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 odd, and it's uh, it's amazing not to feel so rushed. Um, but uh, yeah, sorry, I lost my train of thought. But uh, yeah, well, the thing is, right, is that it proves, and this is something that I'm big on. Obviously, you know, I'm big on change and whatnot. But there's always going to be the two types of change. There's always going to be the change you choose, which you're always normally cool with, and then there's going to be the change that's forced upon you like this, right? And mm. that's the change we fear. That's the change that panics us. But, you know, that's evolution, right? That, that's the, you know, that's the sad reality is the world is always going to force change upon us and it has to because people want to stay in the little comfort bubble and they don't want to change. They're like, no, no, I've done it this way for 30 years. Well, unfortunately, the, the world doesn't care because the world knows that if we all just keep doing the same old thing, life doesn't progress, right? So now yep. you're going to look at it. This is going to be the evolution of companies. They're going to be like, yeah, you know what? 50% of our staff is going to work from home. Who would like to work from home? Yeah, we would. It was awesome, right? Okay, no yep. problem. There are three floors is now down to one floor, and we're going to pay everybody an additional bonus of this. And guess what? Like people are actually, you know, you could be the manager, look back and say, you know what? We were actually more productive while we were working from home. Or they could be like, you know, Dave, the asshole who he really hates, he was awesome when he was working from home. <laughs> like he was like our best employee, right? It might right? just be like. Like stuff like this, it's because Dave doesn't have to drive to work anymore, yeah. and he's not coming to work grumpy because yeah. he was stuck in traffic for an hour. He That's actually right. gets up and works in his pajamas, and he's a legend. Yeah. Like you just, yeah. you just don't know, right? But there is, there are going to be benefits, and there are going to be things. As much as the stuff that sucks, 
they're going to be things that are going to come from this and they're going to make people realize, you know what, even their career choice, they might be like, you know what, my career is 100% dependent upon people have disposable income. Do I really want to be based around that or do I want to have something else or do I want to split or can I diversify and do this and do this and now if there is a bit of a problem here, I'm okay here or like, you know, there's, there's going to be things that are going to force people, it, it might be tough and it might be scary, it might be fearful, there might be horrible things that they have to go through, but they'll survive because we always do, like to be human, we survive and if they come out of it stronger on the other side, then that's okay, right? It might feel okay in the moment, but if they come out of it and think, well, you know what? Yeah, like I just made the assumption life is always going to be rosy because it has been for the past, for my 41 years of existence, I ain't really suffered anything other than a bit of a recession, the ups and downs, which wasn't the end of the world. But, oh, the coronavirus has just taught me a bit of a lesson that, <laughs> hey, you know, this three-month lockdown could have been a 12-month lockdown, right? This this whatever, my industry, because I work in, I'm a, I've got a friend who's a chef, I've got friends who are travel agents, this, that. Well, all of a sudden, yeah, like that. Industry, so maybe they'll be like, you know what, I love what I do, but maybe I need something else as well. Or maybe I need to, like, you know, it's, it's not a bad thing if those people look at it and say, okay, you know, maybe I need to look at something else. Or... I've done something in that time. I've done a course. I've read 50 books. I've done this. I'm, I'm actually, I'm coming out of this, and it's almost like, a, you know, a metamorphosis. I'm kind of transformed, and I've used this time to really think, what am I doing? I was I was buying this. I had that. Like, they might come out of it and be like, yeah, I'm selling that. I'm selling that. I'm quitting that. I'm starting that. <laughs> I'm divorcing that loser. <laughs> Whatever it is, right? But today, if I come out of this and be like, you know what? That sucks. Hopefully well, my wife doesn't say that. <laughs> I need that. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying, right? There's, there's I going totally to be those people. Yes. There's going to be those people. I think I, I do. I do think it is a, is a, it, it is a ma- it will be a mass awakening for people. And, um, and that's like, well, that's why I, I have, com- I ha- do have optimism. I think yeah. we are. We are in this, we are in this situation now where we can do so much, uh, through this information age yeah. that there's really no excuses anymore. Had this lockdown happened in the 1980s, oh, I yeah. couldn't imagine what it would, would have been like. Yeah. Might have been guns and looting and God knows whatever. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. we can all stay connected, because we can still interact with our loved ones. Yes, we aren't seeing them in person, but we can still make the effort to everybody's connected. Here's, here's one simple thing. We all appreciate a hug now, right? right. Like, like I'm, a, I'm a hugger, right? You know I'm a hugger. I know you're, you're a hugger. Hugging everybody. Right? It's like, it's like now we, we appreciate the hug because we can't do it, right? It's like, it's like you see your mates or your family and you want to give them a big squeeze and you're like, like hi, like you like like it's just we appreciate when we can start giving those big man hugs to people. I'm we hugging care. strangers on the street. I'll be hugging everyone when this yeah. is right. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. And Barry, we're we're coming up on an hour here, so I am gonna yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna end this soon. I just wanted to say it was 
It was a pleasure talking to you. I, I, I needed to talk to you. I just thought you'd be perfect for this. Uh, Project Now is going to try to line up more people to do these virtual Skype uh, interviews because we do want to keep these podcasts coming. And uh, Barry, if somebody did want to work with you, can you can you tell us how they can uh, how they can? Certainly. So even though I am kind of on a social media hiatus at the moment, um, not I am. <laughs> It's not a bad thing to turn off no, the social media. No, it's no, not. So my name, I, as you say, it's Barry Murphy, and I'm of Murphy's Laws, and that's M-U-R-P-H-Y-Z-L-A-W-Z.com is the website. And you can email me, Barry, at Murphy's Laws, or you can look me up on Instagram, Facebook, Murphy's Laws is there. And, yeah, I work with businesses, individuals, Anything to do with basically helping people improve their lives, improve their businesses in any way, shape, or form, it's what I love to do. So check me out or reach out to me, man, here, because Nathan can get in touch with me anytime. If you can't understand a word that I've just said, because you're like, what What did that dude just say there? <laughs> Nathan can translate. <laughs> Absolutely. And we are on projectofnow.com, we are on SoundCloud, and we are on Google Play and iTunes. And thank you, everyone. Barry, I'm going to stop the recording here.